Chris Benoit cannot stand you, Eugene. No, he can't. And it makes me angry. I'm very angry at Chris Benoit. And you know what? I don't usually say things like this because I don't talk like this. But Chris Benoit is nothing but a... He's nothing but a... Well, I, I don't... I don't want to say it, Eugene. No, Eugene, I, I don't. All right, I, Chris Benoit is nothing but a, he's nothing but a, a big jerk. Ooh. That's right. That's right, Eugene, I said it. Chris Benoit is nothing but a jerk. I said the J word, that's right. Because he makes me mad. But you know what? You don't need Chris Benoit anymore. You know why? Eugene, because you have evolution now. And Eugene, I'm honored, I'm honored that you would see me as your favorite wrestler in the whole wide world. That's right, game's favorite so wrestler. So because of that, I want to do something for you. Eugene, Right here tonight, I want to make you, Eugene, an honorary member of Evolution. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, my sake. gosh. Look at this. It's Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my rhyme, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot, I want it all Excess, the sex, much success Stress us, I want it all, no less So come on Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 56 of the RE Era podcast The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude And delivered us divas, and lots of them As the diva search continues, as it's time to once again Join the voyage to Vengeance 2004 as always, I am Dave, and joining me via Skype is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Did you enjoy the the voyage to Vengeance? It was only two weeks worth TV again, like it was I, in the build to uh, Gab. Yes, I am looking forward to it, and I'm quite surprised that I more enjoyed Raw. But that's why are you surprised? Because Raw's not got. Oh, to be fair, we built into a Raw pay coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just getting confused because last year's Vengeance was uh, the build-up to SmackDown, wasn't it? And Noble and Billy Gunn and all yes. that jazz. Oh, what, an ex- what a happier time that was. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on the fence. Obviously, we'll get into it in a bit in a bit more detail, but I'm on the fence. It was kind of a... There was a lot of positives from both shows for once for me. I, there was Don't yeah. get me wrong. There was stuff that we'll get onto that made me go, ugh. But there was a lot more positives from both shows. I thought it was a very balanced fortnight. So let's get right into it. It's June the 28th, 2004. We are live from Richmond. Um, Evolution, Michael, they come out to inform us that Triple H is the number one contender no matter who wins tonight. Uh, And Triple H calls out Eugene, who is sporting a happy face bandage on his forehead. Triple H, he tries to turn Eugene against Benoit, but then Regal's... And then Eugene's, I don't know, babysitter comes out with William Regal. Um, He comes out to protest. He's not happy. Yeah, he's pal. 
Um, and Hunter, he reveals that Regal was just hired by Bischoff to babysit Eugene. Um, and quite a funny line I like from... Uh, he tells Regal off because nothing is lower than pretending to be a man like Eugene's friend just to get what you want. It's like, hmm. What should that, is that like a shoot comment because of the storyline that you're in right now? It's just the same as what he's doing. And that's what makes it funny. <laughs> um, and Eric comes out and he settles things by making Regal versus Allen tonight with Eugene as the guest referee I said we'd get Regal versus Allen with Eugene as the ref I didn't think we'd That's get that that's got though. shenanigans written all over it <laughs> you know Triple H is just telling Eugene you know make a choice you're either Nexus or you're against us we also find out that um, JR's going to be interviewing Kane later and Jay reminds him that he's setting him on fire what a dick. <laughs> I'm sure JR would like to forget about that, you know? Bless him. Absolutely. Um, so what do you make then, Michael? Regal, Triple H. It's it's all bollocks in it, really. I, I said we'd get... It's going to be bollocks. We're, we're not, we're not going to get a 20-minute stellar, though, are we? Let's be right. No. Um, it's all going to be <laughs> bollocks and shenanigans. But, you know, you're all... Absolutely. Eugene, Eugene's uh, got to make a choice. I like how King finished the segment by saying, um, can Eugene even count to three? <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a special ref. A very special <laughs> ref. So he should be very special referee. Um, Michael, we find out it's Randy Orton and Batista versus Jericho and Edge, the so rematch. Do, do Orton and Batista do their entrance again then, or...? It was yeah, it's a bit ring. weird how there was yeah they, no they're just it's one of the, no it'll be the musical play while that we go to commercials <laughs> and then they come back they'll just be chilling in the ring like they love to do on modern day fucking WWE yeah, um, the match, uh, match. Bati <laughs> Batista hammers on Jericho to start pounds him in the corner uh, takes works over him JR then clarifies that the annoying buzzing in the background is the fire alarm going off <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on the. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought to begin with, like it was Jerry's phone was on vibrate and it was just going off. Very close I thought you was like a load of people with air horns. <laughs> and apparently, there's a fire. Um, I quite liked how the crowd picked it up though, and the champ for Jericho using the fucking fire alarm as the beat. Well, that was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, and then we cut to the finish. Orton tries to sneak an RKO, but Jericho ducks. Batista kills fucking Orton dead with a lariat. He's dead now. He's fucked. Uh, walls for Batista, but he powers out. Edge spears Batista, but he's not legal. And the Lion Salt finishes in around 17 and a half minutes. It was, it was a great finishing sequence. But when was the last time we saw the Lion Salt win a match? That's a very, very good question. It's fucking evolution of turning to jobbers. <laughs> Losing to moves that never win. <laughs> never win. Like, I thought he was Jer trying to get Jericho the even put X-Pac away. <laughs> it did help Brooklyn Brawl Yeah, and what Triple happened H? to the Inzik? Well, there is that. <laughs> there is that. But yeah, going back to what you said, what what happened to him putting the Enziguri over? He suddenly stopped with that. Oh, or is it? Maybe it was like there were there were too many bad connections, and like everyone just started screaming at Vince. I'm not taking that move. He's literally booting people in the head. Or, you know, because they're trying to make Orton Batista big stars. You can't have Jericho beat them with an Enziguri. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's good. Good shout. So you've got yeah, but why not use the lion top? Uh, the fucking lion table is not even that anymore, is it? Not even the what walls. Why not use that Boston Boston, crab? Why not use the Boston crab? <laughs> Better than a fucking um, elbow. 
I don't know. There's something about that elbow, right? If it was a big guy doing it, like a Brock, it'd be a beast of a move. Yeah. But something about 2020 Chris Jericho doing that, I don't know. I do, it's not over in my house. But swagger. <laughs> it really isn't. See, I think swagger should have been built like Brock. Definitely. You shouldn't have put you shouldn't have put swagger in a group. You should, swagger should have either been a heel just destroying loads of faces. Like kind of debut like Brock did. So you could have like some, I don't know, Jungle Boy and all them jazz in ring. Oh, and then oh, Swagger cage. comes out. Yeah, so yeah, just Swagger comes out and just kills every cunt. Just fucking batters everybody. But no, we stick him in a group. And I'm surprised if not him saying we the people in a different way yet. Yeah, Swagger, swagger is... Yeah, but they, they blew Swagger in fucking WWE for me. Swagger could have been a beast. He's a legit fucking animal. Do you know what I mean? The kid, he's, he's, he's up there with Kurt Angle with his, like, his amateur skills. Not, I probably wouldn't say Angle's level of, obviously, Olympian gold medalist and all that stuff. But Swagger was a fucking beast. And True. I don't know, AEW for me, I think they've killed him as well. Michael, up next, more Diva Search bollocks. Featuring some twins and Michelle McCool. Is that it? <laughs> next. See, I don't even know what to fucking... Yeah, it is, it's just... Move on. <laughs> we go backstage. And Lita's crying on Stacey's shoulder about stupidish for, for shagging Kane and getting pregnant. It's just like she's entered Ollie Oaks set. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening who don't know, Ollie Oaks is apparently a soap here in the UK. Stars some pretty women, said, women, but shite acting. Yeah, I love how you said apparently a soap. Yeah, it's it's not the EastEnders or Coronation Street of the world, is it? But it's got it's uh, stunners, hotties galore. Everyone's a stunner. Even the mothers of stunners are stunners. But yeah, the acting, it's, it's not great. Michael, it's time once again for Kane to get interviewed by Jim Ross. Uh, this time, though, there is security around the ring, so JL may be okay. And Kane says his motivation in getting Lita pregnant is to continue his legacy of evil. He seems quite unfazed, though, for me, the fact that his legit father, that they had a storyline and said it was it's my dad, is now dead. Yeah. Uh, not just dead, dead on pay-per-view TV last night, which... By your Kane, brother. Unless Kane just does, doesn't watch SmackDown, so he didn't even know there was a Great American Bash. Well, um, he's a yeah, raw guy. They don't his watch... Br his brother... Can't watch opposition. His brother did his dad in. But no, it should have been firing at ringside instead. <laughs> just in case. Well, but he didn't come out with a kind of petrol though, so we're all right. He didn't True. come out with no petrol. And it weren't really an interview though. There's only two questions. He's not really grilling tonight, is old JR, is he? Hey. There's no, but there's no barbecue sauce on this promo. Uh, JR, ask K why he beat up HBK. So K says he got angry because he lost at the pay-per-view and the HBK got in his way. So JR asks about, asks about Lisa. Kane says he wants a, a normal life and to have a child, someone he can mould. So he made an arrangement and took every procedure to make sure Lita gets pregnant. Okay, Bill Cosby. <laughs> took every procedure. Just that's that's not the sort of phrase that you'd use when you get when you're trying to conceive a child. Not really. You know, he goes on to say <laughs> that he's going to beat Benoit, and in eight months' time, he'll be a father. So Lita's so already, a month, already gone. a month pregnant. She's already a month gone, and she only announced it what? I don't know. I want to say, I want to say a fortnight ago. Well, it was before Bad Blood. Ah, so it, I reckon she's more than a month then. She's got to be knocking on for two and a half months, <laughs> isn't there? Lita's full of shit. <laughs> Lita's full. Of, it's going to turn out it's going to be Billy Gunn's kid. 
All right, but Jay Arthur, I like how he, he insists that there's a 50-50% chance that it's Matt's baby too. And then all of a sudden, a wild Matt Hardy appears. Uh, so Bischoff has him dragged off, leaving JR without any security to protect him. Uh, so Bischoff apologises to Kane and makes the stipulations that Benoit has to make Kane submit tonight, but Kane can win by pinfall, submission, DQ or count out. Yeah, it's just a wild Matt Hardy appears, wearing his brother's top as well, it seems. <laughs> Jeff, I didn't get any clothes. Can I borrow your top? <laughs> Even though Jeff's not there. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's about to sign a one-year deal in NWA slash TNA. Ooh. I remember now, him I TNA. remember him debuting, and he would have Not the first run. He would be erratic. So, yeah, I, you never know. We may look, I'm, I say this all the time, and I never do, because it bored me to fucking tears. <laughs> I might go back and watch some TNA one day. You never know. Michael, up next. William Regal versus Triple fucking H, Alan Titchmarsh. Um, Hunter drops a knee, but Regal fires back with forearms, elbows Triple H down, which triggers a flare flop. Uh, backdrop out of the corner, an exploder gets a two, and JR actually calls the exploder. Like, look at JR fucking calling moves. He's um, getting better Triple H. again. Ish, ish. I'm always, I think JR's best years when Austin were around because he fucking adored Austin and the passion that he had when he was calling anything Austin related. And nothing, even probably the, Ro- probably the Rock as well, in a way. Right. Well, not just, yeah, I totally agree there, but I think there's a lot more as well that he helped get over where he doesn't kind of help get over these days. He's just, he's just a commentator. It's like they're yeah. there for nostalgia reasons. The, the That's energy. what a commentator's job should be, though. To get the yeah, but the talent exactly hundred percent, hundred percent. But the energy that Jr. once had, and it's only like what five year, let's say probably five and a half year since the peak of Jr.'s fucking when it comes to wrestling. Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Don't get me wrong. Stone Cold. We're, not talk, we're not talking twenty twenty Jr. Where he fucking forgets his own name and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. He's still there. The fire's still there in two thousand and four Jr. But yeah, because I don't been... know. Just, replaced by Michael Cole yet yeah there's just something well that's probably why it eventually got to the point where and don't get me wrong it was fucking horrible how it happened like JR didn't know about it and shit like that and they just went boom you're on Smackdown now bro but you can probably see why they thought right it's time to get fresh because the JR like I said the JR from the Attitude is not the JR in Ruthless it's a whole different JR it's not JR in AEW but it's a whole different JR and by the way JR I fucking love you <laughs> I we really do, do. And you're one of the only reasons I, well, what, no, one of the few reasons I watch AEW because all of it is indie bollocks. <laughs> it's a locker room full of marks. <laughs> um, so the finish then, uh, Triple H, he goes for the eyes and gets a pair of brass knuckles from Flair, but Regal has got the one up and he, and boom, he uses him himself. A DQ finish in four minutes, 12. Yeah, it was a decent match. It was it's, all right. It was, it, it was bollocks to... and you knew it was going to get bollocks. But, it, you know, former tag team dissension, technically, if you think about it. Well, there is from Lord Stephen Regal and Jean-Paul Levesque from the WCW days. Yeah, exactly. But did you notice the bias of Eugene at the start? Didn't give Regal a hug, but he gave well, old Alan a hug. Because it's evolution. That's what I'm going to use as the thumbnail for this episode, Michael. I'm going to have a picture of evolution, and I'm going to replace all the heads with Eugene. Yes. <laughs> the true face of Raw. 
Uh, Regal, he goes after Triple H, uh, triggering that, I don't like to say it, that retard strength. It's nuts. Uh, Triple H calms him down as the crowd doesn't know what to do with any of this. They're like, are we booing Eugene? Are we cheering Eugene? We, we kind of like Eugene, but is Eugene now a heel? Uh, what well, was, yeah. It's a bit, it's one of them weird storylines. It's a bit up in the air. And Flair even took a bump because it's Flair. Because Flair has to bump, of course it is. It's in the contract. Michael, random match of the month. It's yeah, been a while since we've had these. But then again, you know, it's almost 4th of July. It is almost 4th of July. And unfortunately, it, it seems the Patriot wasn't available. So we've, so got, we've got the next best thing, Rhino. The Bell Ends. <laughs> so we've got the Bell Ends in shit shirts going up against Rhino, that big patriotic American, and Sergeant Slaughter. Now, I remember about a year ago, maybe a little bit more a year ago in WWE timeline, where Sergeant Slaughter, did he not have a match like a two-on-one with the Bell Ends? Yep. And he got fucking mullered. Around about this time. <laughs> but Rhino, uh, yeah, okay. Old okay. American Heaver. Yeah, okay. Fair suplex net breaker finisher around five minutes. Um, but using Slaughter to put over the Bell Ends, um, for me, it, it's not a bad thing, but they tried it already. It I know he work then. He's he's the only kind of true, like I said, unless you call on the Patriot. But you got to give the Bellends credit for working their asses off when Sarge tagged in. Wouldn't the Bellends work well on SmackDown? Yeah. Against a heel, uh, sorry, against a face Kurt Angle. And Cena. But yeah, if you want to go that route, yeah, I'd be down for that. Like proper, because they are true, two true Americans. You can still have Renee as, you can have it as a. Th- Three man stable. Keep Renee's your singles guy. Because that's what they wanted to do with him for some reason. See, I, I, yeah, that's, it's, I still don't understand that. Like, well, I do because it's the better wrestlers. Because it's Vince seeing I've got Yank now with a Canadian guy instead of having a friend, a foreigner. So let's put him in a foreign gimmick. Look at how many foreign gimmicks are running roughshod on WWE at the minute. There's loads. There's fucking. We've got three villains. Fucking. Kenzo Suzuki. Yep. Is Tajiri still around, by the way? I think so. Uh, Akio. Funake. Akio. <laughs> there's, there's loads of foreign gimmicks. Just. And that's the that's the gimmick. The gimmick is, I'm not American. And it's fucking, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Um, meanwhile, we go backstage and Triple H is getting into Eugene's head. I think it's, this is proper heel heat. I'll get onto this a little bit later, but I think this is proper heel heat, like, you're using the ultimate heel who's manipulating ultimate a retard uh, to get heat. And that's all he's doing it for. At the minute, it's, at the minute, you're just getting Eugene's head. What's, what's manipulating Eugene going to achieve him within the world title picture? Unless, unless Eugene's the referee when it's fucking Triple H versus Benoit. Or he could probably try and coerce Eugene to help him win. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, Michael, find out. We find out next week that Easy E is on vacation, and Eugene will be taking over as interim general manager. A special guest general manager. A very special <laughs> guest general manager. <laughs> Coach thought it was going to be him, and then Bischoff tells him that he's been replaced, and he thinks he's been replaced by Flair, who he's passed on his way into Eric's uh, <laughs> office. See, I'd be down for Flair as general manager. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
There'd be 60 minute diva battle royals and everything. <laughs> but do you reckon Eugene's gonna uh, do a Cody Rose and book himself to win title? Ooh, controversial. Wouldn't you, though? Yeah. I probably, I probably would. Yeah, look at Vince Russell. Vince Russell got the opportunity to have full 100% control of booking. And what one of the first things he did, book himself as world champion. Fucking why not? Look at Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon loves it. Vince McMahon, in his mind, would have loved to have won 99 Rumble and gone on to Mania and defeated Austin for world title. <laughs> he won the that. ECW title. Oh, mate. Honestly, that gimmick. And it coming out in his fucking do-rag and shit like that. Oh, again, again. No. Considering what we've got coming, we've been really nice <laughs> on this whole build. <laughs> Michael, Raw world title time. Benoit versus Kane. Lita! Lita! Why is she smiling? I'll tell you what, I don't think a pregnant lady has any business in my opinion coming to the ring. Why in the hell is she smiling? Is she, is she happy because Kane lost or is she, she proud of Kane? Kind of showed like a bit of a somber recap of Paul Bearer getting killed on the pay per view, right? Yep. And that they kind of br then they brushed it off and went right. It's some wrestling, and it's like, yeah, he's not dead, is he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> at least, do you know what I mean? At least, I'm not saying drop. I'm not saying drop to the Owen boys. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm saying drop like, to some levels. They are didn't. Yeah, but is that because they know what's coming? What they tell you straight away on SmackDown? Don't you worry, people. He ain't dead. He's just fucking smashed to pieces. 
<laughs> he's got more internal injuries than fucking any cunt ever. But he's not dead. Don't worry about it. Uh, so the finish of the world title match, Michael. Benoit, he sends Kane's shoulder into the post, works over it, then hits a lovely German suplex into the crossface. It was such a fucking great transition. The crowd proper get into this. Um, Kane rolls him over, though, but can't make the ropes. And Kane, the fucking monster, taps out at just under 16 minutes. Yeah, but he does get his heat back after with the choke slam. There were a few... It was a decent match, though, for Raw. I don't know. It's one of them things where... When I mean, even the, when a, main, a main event world title match on Raw, I don't know. I just I wasn't getting that hype behind it. I think because the fans are done. But you knew it was going to end clean because it was the main event. They always have it end yeah. clean when it's main event. But why not have why not have a shocker and get King go over? You get him every now and again, occasionally, where there's a chance where the contender could actually win. AJ Styles could win. Like there's, there's lo- for me, there's lo- well. Um, Jericho against Triple H on Raw. Yeah. When he, do you know, do you know back in like 99 or 2000 or whatever. Yeah, when he won the title, but then obviously it was Earl's fast count and all that jazz. You kind of, coming into it, you thought, Joe, there's a chance. And when Jericho actually won, you weren't, you were surprised, but you weren't like, you weren't thinking, what the fuck, putting a world title on that kind of guy. And I tell you one that always got me, always, I always remember, was back in 2011, with Lawler against against Miz for world title on Raw. Yeah. I actually thought Lawler were going to win. I really did. I thought, you know, they're going to just gate him and just, even if it's a fucking three-day reign, I thought they were yeah. legit going to put it on. But that's the sort of main event you want. You want one that you've got to put a bit of thought into about, could the contender actually win? Where there was no way on earth Kane was going over Benoit on Raw for the world title a week before the pay-per-view. That is true. <laughs> It was never going to happen. I don't understand why they booked it as a world title, but hey-ho, hey-ho. So, Michael, overall thoughts, what did you reckon then to Monday Night Raw? I enjoyed it. So far, Raw is winning for me. Um, obviously, we've got SmackDown still to come. Are you enjoying the soap opera aspect of Raw at the minute? Because it is proper soap opera heavy at the minute, like with Kane and stuff like that, and Lita and the pregnancy and... And all that stuff. Not so much the soap operas, more the matches are better. But this, yeah, this match was good. This last match, but I think, there was I think, a lot of adverts. I think that one of the things that Raw is helping with them, like, it's it's one of them things that maybe the last, I'd say, two or three months worth of Raw, where it's turned for our opinions, because we've always been Smackdown, Smackdown, Smackdown. But with yeah. Raw at the minute, the wrestlers, actually, ignore all the bollocks and the bullshit and the storylines, the actual wrestlers, even if they're only getting five minutes, the calibre of wrestler on, on Raw, it's not just that, as much as it, I do agree, um, the actual calibre level of star, the calibre mm. that Raw have got at the minute, is outweighs SmackDown so much. Because well, yeah, SmackDown's, SmackDown's, big, SmackDown's biggest stars, Ed, they've got Eddie. Who's well, Undertaker only makes their little special appearances, Michael. We might not see him for years now. <laughs> Undertaker coming next week. <laughs> yeah. um, but you've got like Angles injured. Eddie, Eddie's a star, obviously. And yeah, Taker. But then where's it gone? Then you've got a lot of building you've Cena. Got, you've got. You were, yeah, but I don't know if he's not a star, the star yet, world champion. Fuck that mid card cunt. Right, he's he's me, king of the mid cards. I'll be happy. Do you know that character, the whole gimmick, the whole Texas Trump and all that. If he was going after the US belt, but yeah. drop him straight away for the world title. Fuck you, John Bollocks Layfield. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of it. And the rest of it is mid-card. 
It's a sexy little mid-card, don't get me wrong. But they don't have the star power that Raw can crop out with Flair and Triple H and Michaels and Kane and Benoit. And, That's the you know it's I mean? always this... been, though. SmackDown's where yeah, you build it, your stock. Yeah, but it's Raw's not for me. Shine. For me, personally, if we're going back 12 months or so, SmackDown had so many better stars. Yes. Because they, they, they had Brock, Benoit, Angle, Eddie, all in matches all the time. Cena's on the rise. I'd say Big Show's a star, 100%. Michael, how many, how many mavens for the last episode of Raw that we just discussed? I forgot to ask. A solid three for in-ring work. Uh, I'd give it two and a half, down the middle. I think every one of them is going to be two and a half for me. Because <laughs> they were, like I said at the start, I enjoyed both. They were a lot I didn't like, but they were a lot I did like as well. Yeah. Moving on then, Michael. It's time for some smack of the down. July the 1st, 2004, from Fayetteville, North Carolina. We are not uh, live. Obviously, not live. <laughs> Gotta love JBL. What a gentleman. Glad hand shaking everybody's hand. Look at that. Terrible champion. Good man. Good all around guy, Cole. Well, this is indeed a uh, side of JBL. Frankly, I've never quite seen before, Taz. Because you don't know the man. That's why, Cole. I know JBL. He's a stand up guy. He's going to make a great champion. He earned this championship. I'm proud of him personally. Look at this. Now he's kissing babies. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> what, a, what a good guy. Fourth of, Fourth of July, Cole. Fourth of July, just a few days away. This is just fitting. It's just perfect. Look at the ring, Cole. Look at that. Red, white, and blue bunting. And check out the banner. Congratulations, JBL. I agree. Thank you. Um, JBL and Angle where is the opening segment. Uh, Angle, he t he's in the back and he tells us how a great American won the title. Um, the, the referee, Nick Patrick, declared Guerrero was champion, but he was wrong. Uh, we all know he was wrong. Angle come out and told us. We then cut to the ramp as Kurt introduces our new champion who comes out in his limo. Uh, JBL makes his way to the ring, shaking hands with fans in the crowd and even kisses a fucking kid. <laughs> uh, the ring's decorated in red, white and blue. And a big banner saying, congratulations, JBL. He says, Eddie isn't here because he's probably knee-deep in pills or in a bottom of a vodka bottle. He's fallen off the wagon and it pains him because he knows Eddie isn't man enough to get into the ring, shake his hand and congratulate him on his title win. Now, as JBL walks away, we're told we'll see footage later tonight of Undertaker burying Paul Bearer live in cement. And we'll also have a number one contenders match for the US title with Booker, Renee and RVD. Right. So, Have we fucking got nobody else for US title? I just don't think it's fair that the bullshit title stipulation caused it to change hands because of fucking VAR. <laughs> it's not VAR though, is it? Do you know what I mean? In theory, we we all saw It's a bullshit happened. stipulation is what it is. Yeah, it is a bullshit stipulation, I agree there. But we didn't see uh, anything untoward, let's say. Yeah, but he pushed him into it, and he was that he touched it first. So we don't need VAR to show us that. Yeah, it's it, I. As much as it pains me, because bollocks, Layfield is bollocks. He's the he's the winner. Eddie's yep. stupid. I love you, Eddie, but you're fucking stupid. Pushing the fucker into a turnbuckle and thinking you can jump over a man who's a foot and a half taller than you. Silly bollocks. But did you notice? I think he might be a bit of a clairvoyant old. Bullshit Bradshaw. So got that hand sanitizer. Have to check it out. Well, 
Uh, Wash your hands, people. It must have not. It must have not. It must have not. Ah, I'm wearing a mask. If fucking Break can do it for all his wrestling career, apart from six months in WCW, you can. Too good at shops. <laughs> Wear a mask. Michael, number one contender time. RVD, Rene, Booker T. Boring. But did we have this match last month as well? A hundred percent. Michael, Fifi watch. She doesn't look like she wants to be out there. Yeah, she does want to go to the back. We mentioned this numerous times and I still want an answer. Rene, if you're listening, let me know. <laughs> uh, do you use like professional acting dogs or are you just grabbing out any dog that's close i'd love to know because some dogs come out with the grace and the elegance and the confidence and other dogs like this current fifi she just didn't want to be there she didn't want to be yeah. there more than cody rhodes dog didn't want to be there at aw it'll be just normal dogs do what do they just go to local pound yeah and find some an identical looking dog and then this is the thing it's not like do you know what I mean they've got to have a, a company they work with it's got to be got to be because the dogs it's the same type of dog every single week if he was coming out with some ratty little Jack Russell some scruffy little fucking terrier and that every week then yeah they could go to the pound and just get any old fucking <laughs> out they wanted true true but you notice uh, Renee's stopped wearing purple now because we need to drill yeah, that back to French. French home because he's French, Michael. He's French. So the finish, RVD hits a frog splash onto Booker. Uh, Dupree tries to pin RVD, but only gets a two as Booker rolls out. Uh, Renee picks RVD and hits him with punches. A wild right, though, leads to an atomic drop, followed by a kick, and another five-star from RVD out of nowhere. But RVD's pin is broken up by Booker, and Booker covers Dupree for the one, two, three. That was just, just a weird finish. RVD just kept jumping and splashing people and not managed to get the, get the win. I like how he stole the... Booker sold the victory. Oh, no, because that's the heel thing to do. That's the heel thing to do. It's genius uh, move to do. Nice cover little the man, Cover the no. man that's just get beaten up. Who would you rather see, here's a question, in like a 20, 25-minute stellar, and we're talking stellar where it looks like the contender could win, he gets multiple near falls and stuff like that, and there's actual heat with the contender. Who would you rather see out of the three of them against Cena? Honestly, Booker. See... I'd like to see Dupree just to see what he could do and if given the opportunity. We've had we had because, it judgment day. Yeah, but no, because Cena battered him for a bit. And the Renee got a couple of shots, he hit his, he hit his French tickler and stuff like that. But I mean actually Renee should have dominated a, that match. Well he should have Renee this is Renee's biggest problem. Renee doesn't get over in this time frame as a singles competitor because he doesn't fucking win. Not once does he ever get one over Cena. No. Not even on a SmackDown, on a pay-per-view. Not once. And that's what does him in. That's why in a couple of fucking weeks' time, he's teaming with Uncle Sam Kenzo. Because it just doesn't It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But speaking um, of the so, US title, I'm liking the new design for the new title. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I like how... It looked how like a plastic toy from Rollers. My fear was that they were going to stay with the, like current concept of main titles yeah and you have a big w but have it america flag but it's not the main title so i was like it was on them where well are they going to go the ic route and i thought it was going to be copy of ic completely redesign it uh, and have it completely fresh and new but they, they they've done that but they've kept to its roots it's still got the the yankee flag on there sorry guys <laughs> the american flag on there <laughs> It's got the big dirty eagle. It, it screams Merka. And I love it. And it says big champion across it. I don't know about the shape 
I'm a bit on the, but they've tried to obviously keep the the, the, the old classic WWE US title shape, but just stretch it out a little bit. It's like the shape of the old NXT tag titles. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good shout. That is a good shout. They probably used that fucking template. They probably designed and, it on 2K. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like. I, I feel like it might have been, I like to have been a bit brighter. Do you know what I mean? Just a bit more emphasis on the red and the blue. But I think with all Swaps the gems and gold stuff, for silver. Yeah, I just think, yeah, it's it's f- fair play. For once, they've pulled it out of bag and produced, well, no, twice now, because I see what last mm-hmm. one revealed. Um, we go backstage, and Luther Reigns is there with Little Nate. Um, they show footage of the Sable-Tory match. Tory's shoulders weren't down uh, when Charles countered the pin at the Great American Bash, like every fucking person knew. I like how they've turned a botch into a storyline. I do like that. Yeah. That wasn't that was a botch. That's pure. That wasn't meant to happen. That was a botch. It's um, had to have been. The fans in attendance must not have seen the pay per view last night. Uh, well, the other well, night because they seems. popped for this, or are they just <laughs> popping for boobies? They're popping for boobies, Marco. They're popping for boobies. Um, so Luther has assigned, or Kurt maybe assigned, Little Nate to the rematch tonight because that's what we needed—a fucking rematch. Um, and if he screws it up, the consequences will be severe. Um, we, we see Booker and Tina, they're joining each other with Ray, Hardcore and Dudley's uh, Smackdown's mid-card alliance. Uh, JBL interrupts the proceedings and says he's chosen his opponent for tonight. It could be anyone, but it'll be a Dudley. And it'll be the Dudley. It'll be Spike Dudley. Sorry, but this is great heel stuff. You get to pick your own opponent. You pick the smallest guy on the roster. Of course you do. Of course you do, because genius. JBL's going to show his dominance. It's a genius move. It is a genius move. Uh, and how JBL kind of delivers it as well. Um, I fucking hate the guy. We mention this all the time. Yep. But I don't know. There's something about it. He's, he's wins me over in segments like this. Because we know he's just going to bully a little guy and it's going to be grim and it's going to be fun. and it's, I don't, Like I said, if they were booking him as a mid-card, I could get over with JBL because I like the gimmick. I, I still think he's mid-card. He's nowhere near main event. And the fact that they are pushing him as the guy, I can't... They'll never get over me. But, no, never. And and, jo- and John Layfield, the guy that plays the gimmick, is a fucking bellend. Yeah. But the gimmick... Is him. You know, fucking... Yeah, I, yeah, but the gimmick is him in real life, but he's not, he's not got to the storyline point yet where he's got spiking showers. Joey, but I don't know these these elements of it that I do enjoy. I do enjoy, and we find out also that next week is going to be Cena versus Booker for the US title, which um, yeah, it should be alright. Hopefully, it should be match of the night. Hopefully, match of the week, given enough time and stuff to do. Would you like to think so, Michael? Up next, Rey Mysterio versus Big Bad Mods. And Ray is not being squashed, so Mords has already failed. You can't job out a future WWE champion, really, can you? Absolutely. Uh, springboard DDT by Ray, 619. Ray off the top. He's caught, though. And Mordecai, uh, he fucking just throws him back onto the top rope. What an idiot. What an idiot. You've got you've caught him off fucking jumping off top rope. So what do you do? You just deposit him back on the top ropes. Fucking stupid. Uh, Mordecai, he goes for the crucifix, but Ray counters it into Urikarana, gets the victory. Um, Great goodbye, cover. Goodbye, Mordecai. Yeah, this has got to be his last chance, right? If May- if Ray Mysterio can't make you look like a million bucks, you're fucked. He made him look like 10p. And they even called it an upset on commentary. 
sorry, but it's Rey Mysterio. If this, even back in 2004, if this was the first match you ever watched, you would know that Rey is the star. So this has got to be his last match then. Because I don't think we see him again until ECW shite. And no. all I can say is now get the fuck off my TV. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Mordecai. I liked Mordecai-ish a little bit. I liked the idea of the gimmick. Yeah, that's the thing. It's The gimmick's terrible. The idea behind the gimmick is fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. But you, it probably isn't because it's one they've never tried to do ever again. Because there'll never be another Big Mods. Big Mods, until ECW, we salute you. Michael, Paul Bearer is not dead. <sighs> Good. Um, apparently, he's got severe internal injuries from drowning in cement and probably won't be on SmackDown ever again. Now, drowning I'm sorry. in cement. <laughs> if you drown in water, you you're die. fucked. You're fucked. If you drown in a toxic solution designed to stick pieces of brick together, you're not just going to have internal injuries. You're going to be stuck there. Unless they were straight on it with drills. By the time that cement is at his neck and covering his head, surely the cement that Paul, Bear, Paul Heyman set ages ago is going to be set round his ankles and his knees. Yeah. He said that at the pay-per-view. Nah. It's fucking bollocks. It's bollocks. But speaking of Heyman, he does come out and he says he controlled the Undertaker to do the right thing and then shows us a replay of murder. He says, Taker is truly unstoppable. He has no conscience, no restraints, and is more dangerous now than ever before. He has no one to thank but Paul Heyman. <laughs> Lightning strike. Lights go out and there's a big gong. An old big dead mark appears on screen. He says Heyman showed him his weakness, which was Paul Bearer. But he asks if he could do that to Bear. Imagine what he's going to do to Heyman. He tells him to rest in peace. Heyman looks like he's shat himself. See, and he's going to cry from the fumes. <laughs> uh, that should have mean for me. That should have been the the moment to end the show. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but it depends how they're going to build it from here. Like, what? Who's Paul? Who's Paul Heyman now going to get to fight against Taker? Is Taker still wants a piece of Heyman? Like fucking Nathan Jones. Oh! <gasps> no. Master, master versus student. Heyman, get Nathan Jones on the call. Get Nathan Jones Did we on have that, that last year? When he was challenging hey, Brock. But we could build him again. Build him again. Build him bigger and better and better. Tried and, that. Uh, let's it was like, three, three times a charm. Nathan Jones <laughs> could still be a, a star. Thrice in a lifetime, Nathan fucking Jones. Michael, up next, the rematch that nobody wanted. Sable versus Tory. Oh, the rematch uh, Tory. of all rematches. Granny Fanny versus Tory. And Sable now wearing less than she wore at pay-per-view. But more than she normally does. Yeah, she looked quite overjoyed to be wrestling tonight. Since she won at the pay-per-view as well. Oh, she can't wait for the... The thing is, though, that you hear all them stories, like, back in the day, Sable didn't want to be a wrestler, never wanted to be a wrestler, fucking hated wrestling. But Vince, because he was absolutely in love with her, put a woman's title on her, because fucking wrestling. Uh, Tori, she gets the DDT and the free count. Uh, Angle then comes on the, the SmackDown Tron and says, Charles, you finally officiated a match without incident, but that's not good enough. You need to understand, and now, your mistakes, they're going to affect SmackDown superstars. And tonight, you'll have a match with Luther Roman fucking Reigns. This match, if I could buy 
either of these ladies are present, it'd be a clock so it could work on their fucking timing. Everything <laughs> they did was out of sync. But at least we had a proper pinfall, so there's that. Yeah, they were a freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but that's not, Sable versus Tory, it's never going to be Angle versus fucking Lesnar, is it? No, but... Yeah, but the worst thing is, it's not even going to be Jackie Gadia versus other Tory from actual era. These fans have paid hard, their hard-earned money to watch this. Why? To see boobs, Michael. That's it, that's all that matters still. I know we're not on the every five minutes Jerry screaming puppies era, but it's still boobs. That's all the divas are there for. It's sad, it's terrible, but we all like it because it's boobs. Yeah. Up next, Charles Robinson versus not Roman Reigns. Uh, Charles, he tries to run, but not Roman, chases and catches him. Knees to Charles' gut. Big dog, big dog. Not Roman on the prowl, but Charlie Haas comes out and makes the save. Of all um, people. Bi- not the big dog. He vows revenge from the ring. Ooh, ah! But it would be nice of him to give little nature a match in North Carolina. Yeah. Babe, Rose got Ric Flair. We, we can have next best thing. We go backstage, Michael, and we see Bubba and Dave on the offering top. Spike beat JBL. Um, if he'll let one of them get first dibs on the championship, Spike says, no way, Jose. Uh, and he walks off, and Bubba and Dave are upset because none of their names are Jose. And I don't think they see the obvious play by JBL because they ask him how he's getting the title match before they are. And Dave even says they've never had an opportunity for the title. But they headline, they main evented the pay-per-view last week. Yeah. Is that not enough? No. For a not tag enough, team? Because they want, no, because they want a main event WrestleMania and a triple threat against the world champion. <laughs> Dudley's output. Devon Bubba versus Angle. World title. Mania 2022. 21 even. Hey, maybe one day they could have a tag title match in the main event of Mania. Right. Maybe, maybe one day there could be a woman's title match in fucking main event of Mania. <laughs> you never know. We're in 2004. It's a weird time. Up next, we get a bit of a ding dong between Kenzo Suzuki and John motherfucking Cena. And Suzuki Kimura comes out. <laughs> Suzuki Kimura. His... Every Japanese guy has got Nakamura's name in it. Stop being racist, Michael. But I like Kimura. <laughs> Funakamura, Suzuki Amora, Tajiri Akamura. What a stable. Now then. Why, why can't they sign oh, Akio Nakamura? Why can't they sign Shinsuke in 2004 and have a great badass Japanese stable? Because he was. That you could be an horrible racist bastard about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cena's music, it blares and the crowd wakes up. Uh, Cena says Kenzo, he comes out every week angry and no one understands what he says. He says the crowd only understands basic Japanese. Sushi, sake, Godzilla and happy endings. <laughs> Thought it was a great line. Uh, Cena though, he says he's fluent in Japanese and he's going to translate Kenzo's promo from earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, I make these ugly horrible faces because I'm constantly constipated. Because I'm Kenzo Suzuki. <laughs> Oh, the poo-poo. The poo-poo is horrible because it's like trying to pass French bread through a keyhole. That's why I have to be carried to the ring on a toilet in the United States of America. This is my hermaphrodite proctologist, Hiroku. Tonight we will go on a date. Maybe we will see the movie White Chicks. 
I think she will like it. She gets her face painted white every night. If you two have problems with your poop, you two could be like Kenzo Suzuki. And then Cenus says he's going to teach him English and says, You can't see me. It's brilliant. It was Cena is horrible racist best. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. It be was a star. terrible. That's not the sort of shit we'd get over in modern day. But back then, it was a different time. We laughed at stuff like that. Leave us alone. Uh, we cut to the back where JBL is shaking hands with staff. And as he makes his way to the ring, he sees fuzzy dice on a car. And he asks who that car is. Oh, it's the Basham Brothers, JBL. Of course, it's Eddie Guerrero's car. Yeah, cheers for spoilers for the main event. Eddie's not been on the show all night and they see his car. Hmm, I wonder where he's going to turn up. I fucking wonder. Uh, so, main event time. JBL versus Spike Dudley for the WWE Championship. Uh, JBL, he picks Spike up, puts him in a corner, fucking whips him, abs- fucking launches him, throws him all over. It, but then Spike, right, JBL goes for the clothesline, misses. Spike is a double drop fist to the gut, which I thought was a strange move. Uh, he hits the Dudley dog that only gets a two count. I thought, fucking hell, he's going to go over here. Spike's going to win the title. Um, he tries to follow up now off the ropes with another spine buster. But then a clothesline by JBL, another clothesline, a powerbomb. A powerbomb gets to win a powerbomb. But imagine he, he, hits him with t- he hits him with two clotheslines. But no, that's my finisher. I'm going to powerbomb you again. No, you finishes the clothesline. He should have clotheslined. He's not Kevin Nash. Spikes, Spike should have done 95 Rikishi fucking twirls in the sky. <laughs> but imagine in an alternate, alternate universe, Spike wins this match and goes on an absolute tear as WWE champion. <laughs> Just fucking destroys everybody. Yeah. No one even comes no one even comes close. And he's got like, his brother he has, watching his back behind him. He has a sixty minute Iron Man against the returning Kurt Angle and whoops him five nil. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Brock comes back. Brock finally makes his triumphant return and he just Dudley dogs him into the second row. Be amazing. I'm all down for it. The spike movement. I'm all down for it. Eddie Guerrero, though, he walks out. All right, he makes his way down to the ring, and him and JBL exchange a few punches, and he kicks him in the bollocks, Dick hits a DDT. Eddie. Eddie climbs the ropes, but JBL rolls out and starts to climb in his limo. Eddie tells him to take it easy and enjoy his reign as long as he can, because way before Kurt became general manager, Eddie put a rematch clause in his contract when he became champion, and Eddie gets to choose the match type that he wants. So two weeks from now... We get to have a steel cage match on SmackDown for the WWE title. I remember the finish. It's a decent finish and it builds well into SummerSlam. More of that when I, we get to that. I don't in the slightest remember so, Eddie Guerrero I'll not versus spoil it. fucking JBL in a cage. The only cage match I ever remember with JBL Big show. is the one with... Uh, is that the one where he crawls under the ring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I've literally never... This is another hidden gem, hopefully. Hey, 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 hey! Take it easy, Holmes! Where are you going? Don't you want to hear what I have to say, you see? Okay, champ. Enjoy your reign as long as you can, you see? Because it's not going to last too much longer. See, let me enlighten you on something. I will not fight you again. Way before Kurt Angle became general manager, 
When I won the WWE Championship, see, I made sure I put a return match clause in my contract. And this clause says, I say, that Eddie Guerrero gets to choose the type of match that he wants. Oh my. Turn about is indeed fair play. That's not fair. So two weeks from now, right here on SmackDown, it's not just going to be John Bradshaw Layfield versus Eddie Guerrero for the WWE Championship. Oh no, Holmes! It's gonna be JBL versus Latino Heat in a steel cage match! So we move on then, Michael. It's Raw, it's 5th of July, 2004. It's a go home show for the pay per view. And where are we live from? It's Winnipeg, you idiot. But, you know, could you use the boss tonight? And yes. out first comes the nature boy. Woo! Woo! And the ring set up for what appears to be musical chairs. Musical chairs, Michael. Jerry Lawler, Coach Cunt, and Tyson Tomko all wait for Flair in the ring. Musical chairs. And not just musical chairs, it's musical chairs for a title shot. General manager for the night, and one night only. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a very special night here on Raw. Welcome to Monday Night Raw! My Uncle Eric couldn't be here tonight. But he left me in charge. I even got a sports coat and a hanky, but I want everybody to have fun tonight. Even you, coach, I want you to have fun too. Who wants to see a championship match tonight? That's why I got everybody here in the ring. One of you is going to get an opportunity to wrestle for a championship match. The, the, the person that the person that gets the opportunity to wrestle for the championship is going to be the one who wins this game of musical chairs. <laughs> so hit the music. Yes, I want Eugene in charge every night. Not just tonight, every single night. Um, so we've got musical chairs. The winner getting a title shot tonight. Um, first eliminated is Tajiri, uh, but he missed coach <laughs> out of spite. Um, thus taking him out of the running um, 
after the second round. Um, the third round, it sees Jerry Lawler sitting on Stacey's lap, which but is unfortunate. Unfortunately, illegal. <laughs> well, because it's fucking Lawler. Uh, and thus eliminating himself. Uh, Ric Flair then shoves Stacey aside and knocks her out of the running because it's Flair. And woo! Because um, Flair's, fi- Flair's thinking, I can have a world title match here. Flair's thinking, yes, it's on. Uh, Flair goes, he starts strutting, he goes a bit wild. Um, but he gets kicked out. Um, so we're left he's with Jericho. So he's his own fault. <laughs> we're left with Jericho and Tonko in the. Bad rematch. rematch, yeah. Yeah, in the rematch. Uh, when the music stops, Jericho hits Tonko with the chair, thus winning a title shot, and that shot will be tonight for the IC strap against Randy Orton. I'd have much rather it was against Benoit. Jericho well, versus I, Benoit in Canada. Yeah, but whose choice? Do you know what I mean? Is it just Eugene, Is it just purely Eugene's choice, or is it your choice? They kind of never gave that um, answer to that question. Where is it? Winner's choice. Yeah, winner's choice. He's not going to put St- Stacey. If Stacey, Stacey, win, Stacey wins and goes for Benoit. <laughs> Actually, that joke is a bit bad taste. But yeah, it's, it's just a fun way of showing you that look who's in charge tonight, the little kid man. <laughs> the little, Billy's in charge. <laughs> but, but it is. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's what you'd expect by having someone that's perceived on, on TV as a bit slow, a bit daft, a bit stupid. So it's ex- exactly what you'd expect. Like, I can't wait for the bollocks that Eugene's going to give us as the new general manager for the next six months, which is how it should be. <laughs> Could you imagine? It'd be, yes, I can, and it'd be fucking amazing. I love Eugene. Get I some don't big like, castle every week. Right, don't get me wrong. I don't like how the character is kind of, how they make you want to believe. What they make you want to think is this guy's a spacker. Yeah. Right? But And it ruined his career. But I love... as Yeah, I totally agree. But I don't know. I, it's weird because I fucking love the spacker character of Eugene. It's just so entertaining. It's just so daft. It's so entertaining. So, And speaking, Michael, of entertaining, up next, Raw World Tag Titles, Larry's Dance going up against Rhino and Sergeant... No, no, it's Uncle Val. Yeah, not the tag team you was expecting. Not two guys. Rhino and Uncle Val for the titles. Uh, The bell ends. um, Yeah, I don't know. They're stuck now, aren't they? Like it's they're back to how they were ages ago, where there isn't no raw fucking tag division. Um, So was he in the beat Sarge? Yeah, that's it. They've whooped Slaughter. So why not Slaughter vow for revenge and come back in a day, you French bastards? I fucking dare you put titles online. Yeah. But no, it's Rhino and Uncle Val. So is Rhino now the generic USA guy? I believe so. All American uh, hero Rhino. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Rhino. Uh, Rhino sets up for the gore, but Grenier trips him, and with their double team finish, they get the win on Val in around four and a half minutes. It was a nothing match. It really. Where's this going to go from this? Like, even we could have had even. Val and Rhino and Rhino saying a little promo afterwards. Rhino saying, look, I had Sarge with me, a former WWE champion, a legend in the business. I had him last week and we got beat. And I thought I could find someone that could replicate what Sarge once was in Uncle Val. And you let me down, you fucking loser. And then them two have a program. No, nothing. Just a just a throwaway tag title. Tag title match. Far too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but it should be something like that. 
It's it's fucking ridiculous. Um, we go backstage. Eugene's inflatable office where Batista he tries to be the voice of reason, uh, but he gets bugged against Kane. <laughs> yes, Eugene. That is a horse That's against horse. Um, Eugene just thinks it'd be a good match. Fair play to him because I agree. And then he books himself and Ric Flair against fucking the Bellends at Vengeance for the tag titles. No, that's yes, Eugene. Genius. Yes, Eugene. You're putting Cody yourself with the Nature Boy. With the Nature Boy. I'd probably would have put myself with Triple H. In all honesty, but he's already got a match. Yeah, double duty. Why not? You, you got to be nice to your best mate now, aren't you? Well, there is, there is that, there is that. Um, and I, it was a brilliant line from Eugene. Um, he turns to, <laughs> he turns to, well, turns to Randy Orton, and he's like, "Can you remember when the Resistance fought Rhino and Val?" And Orton's like, "Of course, it just fucking happened." <laughs> I said, "I absolutely adore Eugene, adore him." See, I thought Orton's delivery was just perfect. That's brilliant. Yeah, but that, that's we've said this multiple times. There's a reason why Orton's still Orton right now. Yeah. Michael Triple H comes out and he reminds us that he's going to win the title back on Sunday. And Edge interrupts to a bit of a pop. Um, he has threats for Orton, Evolution in general. Um, right, I have an issue here because uh, we have a brawl that starts and Edge gets his arse handed to him. Why not kind of install a bit of help from like Benoit uh, or oh, Jericho? Um, instead of it being just a one on four because Edge is never going to as much as his bollocks he thinks it is his bollocks ain't that big to be Evolution four on one yeah I think an Edge as a vigilante against Evolution would have been a great story to build him as a face as much as I agree he's still going to get his ass kicked four on one when he's just been teaming with Jericho and Benoit yeah they should have been out there to gear him and to even yeah. the odds and Nathan Johns <laughs> now that would be good 100%. Did you notice Alan wearing the shades that can cover the shiniest of shiners? <laughs> it's a good pair of sunglasses. That was a good... It was the type of sunglasses He'd that wear. Lewis Capaldi would be happy with. Zakai did wear after pay-per-view. But I think Edge and Triple H would have been a decent programme after Vengeance. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think Edge is on the cusp now, isn't he? You can see why within, like, what, 18 months to two years... He's having the world championship run with Cena and all that jazz when him and Lita. I think the him and Lita thing kind of helped him in a weird way yeah. because it made everyone proper fucking hate him. So let's that make him... That made him the superstar. Yeah. That's it. Make him, make him the ultimate heel because in real life he's the ultimate heel. And it worked perfectly. Um, but you can see why he's out of all like the members of the brood. Yeah, like, that's what he's got on. Yeah, you're 100%. Especially since he went on the ICO Pro after his injury and come back a, a beast. Speaking of beasts, up next, Kane and Batista. Hoss fight. Absolutely. Um, Matt Hardy, though, he's in for the DQ finish uh, around not even two minutes. No. They, they, they just went, ooh, at each other. And then Matt Hardy comes in. Um, and then we go backstage. Todd Grisham is interviewing Matt Hardy, and it's all intense. And Matt, he goes over by saying that I wish Lita would not take the approach that she's taking. Like, she, she took that approach, Matt, about two and a half, three... No, probably two months ago when she first two laid in ago. bed with Kane. Yeah. What approach do you want to take now? Because it sounds like abortion's off the cards. Yeah. No one's even remotely. She like she's put her, aunt, her head on Stacey's shoulder and went, "Oh, I'm a slag, and what do I do?" Well, how far gone here? Well, if you don't want to keep the child, they kind of get a kind of abortion. <laughs> it wasn't Snitsky's fault. 
<laughs> I can't wait for that fucking weirdo because it was it, that's like this storyline's fucking messed up as it is, but it just gets even worse when that cunt starts it's, punting it's, punting dolls into the fucking crowd. <laughs> still hilarious. Absolutely, but still so fucked up. But this match, I mean, sometimes big hoss matches can be great. Sometimes it can be slow and dull as fuck. And this one had to have that screwy finish just because we need to keep pushing Matt Hardy and Kane and yeah, but pregnant in, As much as I agree, we can't let Batista look shit neither. No, because we know we, we know but... deep down inside he's like where Orton is in Vince's eyes. He's going to be the, a star, even though he's like in his early 40s. He's going to be a star. And he does go on to be one of the stars of SmackDown. Um, Michael, more diva search bollocks. This time featuring Christy Hemi, Candice Michelle, Amy Webber and Joy Giovanni. Wasn't one of them, on. didn't we have this conversation about wasn't one of them that JBL shit in the back? I thought it was Orton. I thought, I thought it was JBL. The shoes well, it was somebody, weren't it? J yeah, but didn't, there were them stories of JBL bullied us. So yeah, I may, I may have got two stories, different stories confused with each other, but somebody shat in a bag. And doesn't Joe Giovanni go on to be something as well? Ah, Big Show's bit of fluff. Ah, Big Show's bit of fluff. And Candice Michelle, obviously, we know where she goes on to. Pornhub.com. <laughs> I seen them all. <laughs> Michael, up next, I see title time. Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho. So they're wrestling in, in the 2004 mid-card, and now they're wrestling in the 2020 main events on different shows. Yeah. Kind of proves, it, it proves their, their excellence in the craft that they do. Like, Jericho's up there with the best. Like, don't Absolutely. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, A.W. Jericho, um, on screen, character, love him. Off screen, I don't know why why he feels the need to dick on WWE as much as he has done in like the last 12 months. Yeah. But I feel like it is a it is a promotional element of that where, well, it, the more I mention Vince and my hatred of WWE and I get like people like John Moxley on my podcast and let's go, let's go all controversial, um, every, he mentions there'll always be a tag or a hashtag for AEW. Yeah. So from from a personal standpoint, I can't fault it, but I don't know. For me, it, well, like WWE we made Jericho plug in for all our episodes like, that are available. On of SoundCloud. course, no, you drop a plug in for all our episodes. They're available on SoundCloud.com forward slash our radio podcast and all forms of social media. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just the Jericho on screen. I think is brilliant. He he always seems to be able to reinvent himself with the times over and over and over again. Like he's up there for me with Taker. I'm, I'm managing to keep himself t like hip and relevant yeah. with the current culture for so long. Absolutely, but yeah, why are you why are you dicking on the company that made you famous? That's the only thing that bothers me about Jericho. But again, is it just the gimmick? Is it the gimmick in real life where deep down inside he's, he, he loves him? Yeah, of course he must do. He absolutely must do. Absolutely. Um, the RKO that's get reversed into the walls. However, the crowd goes absolutely fucking mental. Um, they do. And Jericho, Jericho goes after goes after Batista. Uh, they do the idiot babyface getting distracted by the person coming, so he gets rolled up for the victory in twenty minutes. Um, it was a solid twenty minute match. It for really a wasted was. Finish. For a stupid finish. Yeah, absolutely. Just to build Batista versus Jericho at vengeance. At a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Michael up next. Vince Russo magic. Contract on a pole for the Divas title shot. Victoria, Molly Holly, and Nidia. Um, Michael, wig watch. Zero out of ten. 
It looks like a, a fucking a, Karen. A zero? Looks like a Karen. She wants to speak to the manager if she doesn't win. Yeah, I understand the element of that. Yeah, I love that. Um, shocker, Nidia gets the victory. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about Nidia? This is why she wanted to go to Raw, I guess. Then Trish comes down, tells her she'll get a match when she's ready. It's a weird cast. Because apparently Trish is injured now, somehow. I missed that. Wanky, what, wanking off Christian. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> then she tells the ref she's ready. He rings the bell. And then she defends the title in three seconds. Bish, bash, bosh. And you're still woman's champion. The fucking... That is ultimate that Vince come out right we know you're here right because that is ultimate Vince Russell because he's like bro bro yeah Nidia wins the time wins the chart bro but here's the swerve bro we have the match straight after bro straight after bro and guess what bro nothing happens bro Trish is still the champ bro but here's the swerve bro she's got a broken wrist you tell me a diva, bro, who's defended the woman's title, bro, on Raw, bro, after a number of contendership match, bro, with a broken bro wrist, bro. <laughs> bro. Michael, more diva search bollocks. Most diva search bollocks, indeed. We get twins being put through and another pair getting broken up. Oh, drama. <laughs> like watching fucking... Uh, did you notice... It's like watching Neighbours. Did you notice though when the cameras uh, came back to Raw and was at uh, ringside with JR and King, JR looks so fucking done. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't you be? Right, JR, it's like, he's always been, we, we always refer back to JR actually because that was peak JR. But peak JR would refuse to look at boobies, he'd refuse to acknowledge puppy chants yeah. because he was, he's so committed to his, to his, God rest his soul, his wife. And I think a lot of what you see on screen with JR is legit in real life. No, I don't need no woman. I've got the woman. So, J JR entertaining for him is not seeing a lot of the fucking divas walk out with boobs and stuff like that. No. I don't know. I might be wrong, but yeah, but I agree. He does not give a fuck about this match. You're like, let's get back some wrestling. <laughs> um, we go backstage with the frenemies. Uh, Trish, she has to her as she's doing. Um, Fair play. It's just nice. Fair play. A concerning friend. Old rivals. She wants to make sure she's all right. And then we cut to Alan and Eugene outside his office. I love the office. Wouldn't mind a meeting with Eugene in his office. Because Bouncy Castle. <laughs> I love Bouncy Castle. It's fun. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. The manipulation. Yeah. Michael. Pure manipulation. Using the term best friends. Yeah. They're best friends. Like the Rock, Rock says, "I'll be your friend, Eugene." Ben Wall comes out to defend Eugene, but Triple H has said, "Nah, I'm your best friend." Mark Jindrak, mate, is sat at home so upset. Honestly, this could have been me. Why? Why did they give me a Lex Luger gimmick when all they had to give me was a retard gimmick? He'd have probably fit I, better. I could have got over, man. He'd probably fit better. So, Michael, it is time for your main event. Eugene is with the boys, coming out with the boys to the boys' music and even gets included in the combined weight. Like, evolution. Absolutely fucking he's brilliant. One of, he's one of the team now. One of the boys. He's one of the boys. 
Um, so the finish, uh, Flair and Triple H, they send Benoit into Eugene to knock him off the apron. Benoit takes him down, puts Triple H in the sharpshooter, but Eugene breaks it up with the chair. Pedigree, goodbye, 16 minutes. Like, Eugene is now so part of evolution. Flair's so proud of him as well for hitting Benoit with chair. second thoughts about it even when alan gives him a big hug yeah there's a there's a lot of um and ah in um but here's one so not three months ago i want to say maybe four months ago uh chris benoit was the hippest hottest most yeah. happening star on raw it's hard with being on. he's the world champion granted he's had the rematch with kane and he's such a bit part player on Monday Night Raw at the minute because it's all about Triple H. Yeah. And that's the that's the reason, right? And it's horrible to see because, yeah, Benoit and all the, the shit in real life and all that, but I'm currently watching Benoit in 2004 and trying to keep my mind focused on Benoit in 2004 and give my thoughts on that, right? But when and he's for not me, there. Yeah, but for me, right, he was, he was big. He was so big coming out of Mania. Yeah. He was so hot having programs with Michaels, Triple H, but Raw is all about the game. So whatever the game is involved in, and the minute it's not about, yeah, the end goal is to help what what you think anyway, because I'm still unsure. The end goal is Eugene to assist Triple H in winning the world title. Of course it is. But the the champion isn't part of the program because the program's about Triple H, Evolution and Eugene. And Regal. And Bish. At least Regal's getting TV time. Yeah, but yeah, I agree there, but Benoit should be in a program with somebody that's vicious and wants to come and get the title and stuff, and 
Even if it was just Triple H. But it's purely on you fucked me over twice now. You fucked me over at Mania. You fucked me over at Backlash. I couldn't win the title back. It's now time. I want one-on-one. Me and you. 60-minute Iron Man. Come at me, bro. Yes. But it isn't. It, it's just in not. It's, it's not. So, that was the go-home show then, Michael, of Raw. I, has Raw done its job? I ask you this every single time. Has Raw done its job to get you hyped for this Sunday's pay-per-view? It has kind of. I'd, I'm really interested to see where the storylines go with the boys. <laughs> Do you find it interesting that they've only released up to this time, they've only released like six matches? So, I know I missed, so on this episode, I know they announced Batista Jericho and a yep. uh, tag title match. We've got but that's that, that still Hardy, makes that still King. makes six or seven. They've got to add either on the Sunday night heat or on the pay per view like they did on uh, Great American Bash. They've got to add a match because there is only at this minute in time like six or seven matches. Try to think what the sixth one is. So at the close of play of on, from SmackDown, and the only matches confirmed so far was Benoit Triple H for the World Title, Randy Orton versus Edge for the IC Title. La Resistance versus Eugene and Flair for the tag titles, Jericho versus Batista, and Matt Hardy versus Kane. So I feel like either on the card or on Sunday Night Heat, and I don't want to go to Google because I really can't remember this pay per view. And I'm gonna watch it. In, I'm gonna watch it in the next couple of days, and I can't wait. Um, I really can't because there is a couple of matches that are exciting me a little bit. I think I remember there's the result of three matches, and I can probably apart guess from, at the others. A, apart from Benoit. I really can't remember the result of any match, and I'm I'm pretty excited about Vinja so far. I, I can't lie, I am. because the build has been all right. Yeah, and that's, it's been all right. And that worries uh, me. It's, it's not been amazing, but it's been all right. Um, but Michael, how many mavens then for the go home show of Monday Night Raw before Vengeance? I'm going to give that solid three again. Some good matches, um, but too much, too much diva search bollocks. I mean, <laughs> too much. Too much Diva Surge bollocks. Um, I'm going to stick with what I started with. It's two and a half. Everything's two and a half for me. I've, spoiler alert, SmackDown's two and a half. Because um, I enjoyed Lords, but there were Lords that just made me go, oh. it's yeah. like the shit that I don't like. And I want to see bollocks. Don't get me wrong, I want to see entertaining matches, and that's where Raw wins. But for me, like I mentioned a bit ago, Raw wins because it's got superstars. But SmackDown's wrestlers at the minute are letting them down because they're showcasing the wrestlers being like Bob Holly and Mordecai and Billy Gunn and stuff. Yeah. That, 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 for me, they're superstars. <laughs> they should be on Well, Raw. this is like the wrestler show. That is it. it oh, it's, but no, it once was. I don't think it is at the minute. It once was. Now it's the wrestlers are trying to keep hold of the show. There's a lot of bollocks on SmackDown which lets it down. It's too much bollocks. Uh, I want to see Angle in the ring. And I know it's not too far away, but I want to see Angle back in the ring because that will get rid of a lot of the bollocks because that will get rid of Roman's brother and shit like that. Because it's Angle. It, it, and because I want to see Kurt Angle wrestle. Oh my, I want to see Kurt Angle wrestle so much right now. But anyway, let's move on to the final episode of Weekly TV in this two-week block between Gab and Vengeance. It's Smackdown. And Michael, where are we not live from? It's Winnipeg, you idiot. And we kick things off with Le Blue Bellend joining Michael Cole and Taz on commentary. Le Blue Bellend. Fifi. I like that. Yeah, Fifi watch Michael. 
got this one's a bit charcoaly, and this one wants to be out there, but like the one last week. I, I quite like how the cameraman knows that those got confidence as well. Yeah, and it keeps cutting to Fifi all the time. He knows that <laughs> spotlight brilliant. needs to be on Fifi more than Renee. So Renee, the Blue Bell End, is on SmackDown's commentary team as our opening contest. It's Mark. I wish I was Eugene Jindrak going up against RVD. <laughs> um, RVD gets the win with a moonsault. A yeah. moonsault. One, two, three. You fucking jobber. How fucking low is your stock when you're getting pinned to a non-finish move? Absolutely. And Dave, side of the night, I traded my wife for these seats. Second row. I know. <laughs> if I'd I have traded kids, they'd probably got front row. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Fucking hell. I mean, it was quite good, really good signs. Um, yeah, 100% you should trade the kids and go in front row. But second row, trading your wife, yeah, not bad. Not bad. It depends how long you traded her for, I suppose. How long If it was just for, for the night, or well, yeah, was it just the duration of the show? Look after her outside. <laughs> Take her for a drink or something. I'm going to watch some smack of the down. We go backstage with Josh Matthews. He's interviewing JBL. And Josh asks JBL if he's reluctant to face Eddie next week for the title in the cage. Uh, JBL makes the point that Eddie is gent- isn't a gentleman like he is. Well, JBL does ask Josh how his family is. But he shakes his hands before he gets sanitised out. Yeah, but like, wasn't Josh Matthews one of the people that JBL kind of got close to in the showers back in the day? I feel like I've read that somewhere. I may be wrong, <laughs> but I feel like I've read that somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, that would, no like, JBL got close to a lot of guys in the showers back in the day. And I imagine, if I'm, I may be wrong, but I feel like Josh Matthews could have been one of them guys. Oh, I'm, I'm going to rub up next to this cunt. Hey. JBL, he says that we will hear the JBL fan club cheering him on next week. And if you listen closer right now, you can hear them chant, JBL, JBL. And yeah, you hear nothing from the crowd. I heard fuck all. <laughs> nothing from the crowd. But Michael, bloody hell, JBL brings back the Mexican champion of Mexico, El Grand Luchador. As we're going to see champion versus champion. That's Eddie under there, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, he says the outcome of this match will be the same outcome as next week. A massacre. JBL, you just bollocks, lad. Yeah, the, 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 the return, Michael, of El Grande Luchador, the champion of Mexico. Returning. El Championi. Uh, I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> up next... In SmackDown's random tag team match of the fortnight, Dudley Boys defending the titles against Billy Kidman and Paul London, which is a return match from Velocity. Yeah, and I think this is the first time I've seen London have a match on SmackDown since Brock murdered him, right? And shock fucking horror, shooting star pressed by Kidman, one, two, three, and we have new tag team champions. Well, Michael, what have I kept saying about these fucking losers? losers? Living true to their name. We have new tag team champions. And then we go backstage and Job Squad 2004 and Tommy and Ray Mysterio are celebrating with new tag champs. They even get yeah. congrats from FBI at Basham's. And the jobbers, jobbers galore. And Bob and Bill. And Bob and Bill. They must be pissed. This should be us. Why couldn't we have done the Dudleys? And then we could drop them to Paul and and Kidman. We could put them over. They I'd, Legit, Bob Holly yeah. must be pissed. Must be pissed. We go to another Josh Matthews interview. We are seeing him so much at the minute. And this time, it's with Kenzuki Funaka Suzuki Mura. With Hiroki translating, which I thought was a brilliant element to the gimmick. 
Kenzo says John Cena dishonoured him and he seeks revenge against Cena. Kenzo, he says that he's misunderstood. He has great appreciation for America. It's the home of the free, land of the brave and the land of opportunity. Kenzo then cuts off Hiroki's translation because he wants to say it himself. God says, bless God America. God bless America. So this is how it starts. So is he going to be the next challenger for Cena's US title? If you can beat the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion Booker T. And, and then he's going to be the US champion. And he's going to be, he's going to come out to living in America. Well, can you remember when Xavier Woods were fucking, what did they call him? Consequences, Consequences Creed or something yeah. in TNA. Proper living in America gimmick. That is like, that. this is what Kenzo's, this is what I remember. This is the the era that kind of I didn't watch. Or I did watch or maybe not watch, but pay attention to. And then when I got back into it, and I remember this tag team of Kenzo, ultimate Mr. America, Japanese guy. And yeah, it's coming, in it? Uh, John Cena, though, he comes out. Uh, and he yells the crowd into a bit of a fucking frenzy. The champ is here. He's uttered a couple of times. And then he hits the cheap heat with the champ is here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Hey! Cheap pops galore. Cena then says he's going to rip Booker's dreads out and he's keeping the title tonight. He's five times better and he has five times the groupies. But he's Cena, but Cena he's, with the pawn. Cena's raps interrupted though by Kenzo Suzuki who charges into the ring, eats a spin-out powerbomb, it eats a Niptos, eats a clothesline, and go, gets sent outside as Cena taunts him. And then Luther reigns, because there's zero reaction, just appears out of thin air. Da-da, 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 just comes from the crowd. Comes from the coming. crowd. Yeah, you can usually tell when that's going to happen. No reaction. Then he hits him with a crossroads. But I have to say, it looks a lot better coming from a big guy. For me, though, Luther is exactly what he is, right? He's WCW power plant. Yeah. Like, look at all them, like, Sean O'Hare. Like, what even though I think Sean O'Hare should have been given so much more fucking time, so much more time. But Jindrak, and the list goes on, like, look up in the, the later days of WCW, people like Reno and that. Like, the guys that come through the power plant, they were just beasts. And they were like, yeah, we've got cock in our hand for beast. Yeah, yeah, but he can't talk. Yeah, but he's a beast. Yeah, but he can't wrestle. Yeah, but he's a beast. Do you know what I mean? It, it really is. It just, it, it does me in. So, Michael, up next is the return of El Grande Luchador, Mexico Championi, as it's champion versus champion, JBL versus El Grande. AKA, spoiler alert, Shannon Moore. Yeah, that doesn't it's quite look like the guy that we saw a little bit earlier. And why he looks a bit thinner. <laughs> yeah, just, just a touch. I don't think that's the guy that we saw earlier. But as the match progresses... Another El Grande Luchador appears from the outside. So we do Tosses this definitely not in that ring. Mm -hmm. uh, L2, he puts banana peel in the ring and he hides under the April. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And L2 then shows some Latino heat as he attacks JBL with some punches. He kicks JBL, he's on the ropes. Three amigos, JBL runs away and L2 grabs the mic and he says, you might be able to run right now, but next week you won't be able to run from Eddie Guerrero. And then El Grande Luchador number two demands they play Eddie Guerrero's theme music. Fucking brilliant. brilliant. I just love the angle style twin magic. I just love the banana peel. It was... So Looney Tunes, it was perfect. It was brilliant. It, it was I brilliant. love seeing Eddie with the comedy because he could do it better than anyone else on oh, Spider-Man. Mate, absolutely. 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 
it's that's yeah i think i'd, I'd love to see a proper um I, I hopefully we get to see it because I, I do believe that is the return of angle it's angle and eddie at some um, yeah i hope the build to that is is full of humor it's... because that is where both of these guys they, they're at the peaks and it was absolutely it was brilliant um we don't we haven't done it for any match so far but what did you reckon what were your maven scale for el grande luchador versus jbl champion versus champion for the eric angle inspired twin magic eric angle inspired beautiful i'll give it a i'll give it three maven for that we go backstage again to josh matthews again interviewing some fucker Getting this a lot time of tv is, time tonight this time it's booker t uh, Booker says Cena is going to use the attack from earlier as the reason he's going to lose, but Booker's going to win because he's a bigger star than Cena. Enough said. But he's essentially guaranteed victory because Cena got beat down and he's going to look so fucking stupid if he loses. But speaking of Josh Matthews, he's getting a lot of TV time and they try to do all his dates in one night. Yeah, he's... Uh, Vince, I, I, I've got 24 hours. How much do you need, mate? Yeah, but, but Josh Matthews is like, for me, he's the ruthless aggression's Michael Cole. Yeah. Because Michael Cole during the Attitude Era, granted he, he covered JR when JR had his Bell's palsy and stuff like that, but 99% of what I remember Michael Cole, apart from like Rumble 99 onwards, um, was pure backstage interviewer. If someone needs interviewing in the ring, it was Michael Cole's job. Smackdown, that is, that, that's one of the things Raw hasn't got at the minute because it had it with Terry. That were Terry's job. Um, and coach we, before we, he became yeah and, yeah and coach yeah definitely but i think for me as well coach i remember coach more of the like the back end of the attitude era where coach before it like i said before he came coach cunt yeah when he was like, constantly getting when he was just, by rock. yeah yeah he was just getting bullied yeah he was just getting bullied at the end of the attitude era early ruthless aggression purely getting bullied but there isn't yeah obviously we've tried a few people like we've tried rude de Bona. good old rude <laughs> good old rude so we're still backstage then, Michael. Um, we've got Bubba and Devon. They want to speak to Spike. Um, they say it hasn't been the best night for the Dudley family, but Devon reminds Spike that they offered to help him last week against JBL and he could have been WWE champion right now. So Bubba tells him that he has nothing and it, not to go against his family, but he tells Spike that for him in a six-man tonight and Spike cuts him off and explains last week they were tag champs and they didn't want their advice. Why would he want it now when they're fucking losers? Understandable. <laughs> yes, Spike. Absolutely understandable. You yes, had last week said, no, what makes you think I'm going to take advice from you when you've lost? You fucking loser. You've lost at least 18 times. 18 times. But I thought it was a bit of a dickish, heelish move from Ray showing off his Cruiserweight title to all cruiserweight jobbers like ah, this, you'll never get this, this you'll never get this <laughs> but i do like how because we've got a six-man tag next how all the the team both teams came out together because that's how it should be tag team unity and did you catch scotty dancing to raise theme yes it was fucking brilliant Perfect. Yeah, but Sc scotty does a word man scotty scotty loves a dance loves a dance uh so the match uh, Ray, he misses a 619. It's a beautiful top rope moonsault onto both Akio and Chavo. Tags driver, though, from Noble to Spike and gets the win. Yeah, Michael. boy. Yeah, boy. Um, what did you make to six man cruiserweight action? Pretty bog standard, entertaining cruiserweight six man tag team match. Everyone got the spots that needed to get to get in. Then again, there was a moment where Spike hit a dumb dog on Noble and covered. And Noble's arm was outside of the ring. His arm was literally dangling 
off the apron. And Brian, but Brian Hebner counted. counted anyway. <laughs> don't screw our boy over like that. Just because your name's but, Hebner. I'm not going to lie. I'm loving the fact that Noble keeps picking up these victories. Oh, yeah. Noble's on quite a streak. If if we go back to like Noble's probably five, last five or six SmackDown matches, he's probably lost twice. Yes. It's the resurgence. He, what he needs to do, he needs to get drafted to Raw and him and Nidia need to get back together again and we need to have everything we had in the build-up to Vengeance 2003. Build to Vengeance 2002 where he won the nah. title. Nah, t- yeah, no, nah, 2003, man, was in decent proposal time. Yeah, true. Don't get me wrong, yeah, he wasn't champion at the time in 2000. Wow! Every vengeance on their build, Noble's been a fucking staple. Here's our boy. That's why. <laughs> yeah, boy. Michael, more interviews by Josh Matthews. This time, his guest is Paul Heyman. Um, Josh, he asks Heyman if he's upset with the Dudleys losing the titles. Heyman says he's going to be a fuck. He says he's got something that he needs to get off his chest to take her, and he's going to say it now, and Heyman walks away. He basically just tells Heyman, tells to, uh, to Josh, to fuck way. off. <laughs> fuck off. He just says, fuck off, you little pip squeak. Absolutely. You are not important. Do you know how much TV time you've had today? <laughs> fuck off, Josh. Go and have something to eat. You're, you're tired. and you're, <laughs> you're not nice when you're hungry. Go and have a Snickers. Um, so Paul Heyman comes out. Uh, and he, he's got the urn and a piece of paper. The same piece of paper that we had before the uh, old little uh, caption contest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's since got to say something from the bottom of his heart. He reads the paper and he stands before us, a humble man. Um, he basically realises in life he makes mistakes and this is one of the biggest mistakes he's ever made. Um, he, he shouldn't mess with The Undertaker. He accepts responsibility, even though it was Bubba and Devon's fault. He says they got what they deserved in the office to return the urn. But did you notice that when he puts the urn on the mat, there's a sign in the third row? The cheese is old and mouldy. <laughs> the don't fuck? fucking eat it then. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't write about it. Exactly. I miss these signs. There wasn't any. I, I looked. I rewatched it a couple of. T- well, I rewatched all the episodes once, uh, just to try and pick up on signs and stuff. There were nothing that stood out and made me chuckle. How did I miss both of them signs? And how is it? How? Is, how? That misses them. <laughs> Rolls reverse. Fucking COVID. I believe in twenty twenty. Can fuck it off. Michael. Main event time. John Cena. Booker T for the United States Heavyweight Championship of the World. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Super Cena. Ah, oh, 100%. 100%. Even Kurt uh, comes out for a good show. It's not just it's not just Super Cena. It's Cena winning because of shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 Booker, he hits the ropes. Axe kick. Cena ducks out of the way. Goes for the FU. Roman's in. He attacks Cena. Power slam. Big dog. Causes the DQ. Angle tells Luther to get the belt and come over to him. And Angle strips Cena of the US title because he went to attack him. And your new WWE United States champion, Vacant. Da-da. Congratulations, WWE Vacant on Twitter. I warned you, Cena! I'm a cripple, damn it! I told you that the members of the board said that you ever touched me again. There would be severe consequences. I warned you, Cena. Help me up, damn it. I warned you, Cena, and you didn't listen. So let it be known by authority 
of the members of the board of the WWE than I, Kurt Angle, general manager of SmackDown, hereby strip John Cena of the United States Championship. You gotta be kidding me, it was an accident. This wow. is a crime. Yeah, that's, it wasn't that's You gotta be kidding me. The general manager finally got what he wanted. Wow. After months of trying, Kurt Angle has finally taken the US title from John Cena. Yes, uh, so yeah, so Kurt, Kurt came out to have a look at the match, uh, but Cena obviously got involved with Kurt. Kurt was brilliant in the in the whole. He uses his anger Kurt to is, hit Cena so yeah. much. He uses it to help him stand. Yeah, Kurt is brilliant. Um, he hits Cena with the cane. Uh, the ref don't see it. Cena hits Angle back with the cane, and that's what causes the DQ. And yeah, so Cena's stripped to the title. What a, um, in, in a way, right? Because we all, we always mention this um, when it's not the certain brands' pay per view. They need a hook. Yeah. And the hook for them now is what's going to happen now with the US title. And the US title is, even though it's a secondary title on SmackDown, it's, so it's got a lot. It's, it's a very important at the minute. Very important. It's all the angle, Cena, even the Le Blue Bell End. Um, it's very important to them all. Well, uh, so it's a great hook because, yeah, Raw's had its go-home show three, four days ago. And yeah, you've got a pay for coming, but you now want to make sure you watch SmackDown next week because what's going to happen with the US title? What's Cena going to do to Angle? Oh, it's all sorts of jazz. Loved it. Loved it. Two and a half mavens. <laughs> Three mavens is good. So this week was tied, but overall, Raw wins for me going into pay-per-view because Raw has had the better show, show in this build. That's usually a sign that it's going to be a shite pay-per-view. Uh, that's well. That's usually what happens, right? That, but but then again, built a bad. I don't know. Shit it's been. It's been. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. That Raw's not impressed me with their builds over a long period of time. They when it's a when it's a build to a, a joint pay per view. Yeah, Raw impresses because they, they they put all their time and effort into two or three matches. But like I said, we we went through the card a little bit while ago. I'm a little bit worried about the pay per view. I'm very interested to see what happens. Hopefully, it's but hopefully it's a good pay per view. Fingers crossed, because like I said, I cannot for life and remember anything about it apart from the fact that Triple H doesn't win because I know Benoit loses to Orton at SummerSlam. Yep, and that's but, how I know that Orton loses. But on that note, Michael, let's leave it there. Uh, it has been the Voice to Vengeance 2004. As always, we have been the Art Era Podcast, and if you don't already, where can you follow us, Michael, on all forms of social media? On all forms of social media, be that Facebook, Twitter whatever you want it's at REO podcast <laughs> what's whatever you whatever you want dot com <laughs> sponsored by Tri Stridex and IcoPro sponsored by water because it's free <laughs> <laughs> until vengeance peace out people ruthless aggression it's my life my time my rights my rhymes my crime my struggle hustle sweat and my blood too I'm ready to smell fear I smell a lot my competitors flex here They smoked, I was hot I want it all Excess, the sex Much success Stress up, I want it all No less, so come on